Welcome to Wax Half Full, episode 10. Oh my god, it's the big 10. I never thought we'd make it this far. Well, actually, you know, I, I kind of thought we would, but in any case, I'll, I'll pretend I'm shocked. With me, as always, is Ads. And it's not just a celebration today because we reached episode 10. He's got a little bit of a celebrating to do in his personal life. Ads, what's been up? I have celebrating to do my. Oh, right. Well, I forgot about that. <laughs> I was completely confused for a second, but yeah, I'm good. I've injured my knee and it hurts tremendously and every step is pain. So that's what's going on in my life. And also I'm, I don't know if we ever announced it in on the pod. Maybe it was in the first app. Did we, do we talk about jet program in the first step? Well, whatever. Just, just, just explain it. Let's pretend that we did. Okay. Basically I've been applying to uh, teach English in Japan as a, assistant language teacher and I recently uh, achieved the first step in my journey towards the land of the weeb and that is I'm now at the interview stage so that's my celebration and I drew 4-4 yesterday in my soccer game so that's my celebration as well so what's what are the remaining steps now besides the pandemic ending I mean what are the remaining uh, steps well I have to do an interview and then they'll decide if I pass that, um, whether I end up going to um, being, I think there's two like catch, like entry dates. I think one's April, but as far as I know, that's going to be highly unlikely because a lot of the 2020 people got pushed to April this year because of the pandemic. And then the other date is September, which is more likely as far as I know. Okay, but basically it means only one step left, a interview. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, an interview, pass that, and then I get my placement. And this is the go into the public school system, right? It's like the official... Uh... It's almost always a public school, but I've heard of situations that have done with like private schools. Hmm. But uh, it's mostly, yeah, public school like situation. Well, that's... What can I say? But omedo uh, gozaimasu. Thank you, thank you. Right. But you're not, you're not going to respond in Japanese? No. All right. And also with us okay, also with us today, as always, is producer Keith. Probably the only reason this podcast exists because he got tired of us talking about doing a podcast but never actually doing it. And he took it upon himself to actually set up the RSS feeds and the software and do all the recording. Alas, in typical Wax Huffle fashion, he's not going to be with, be with us here today because he says he's really tired. He's taking a nap. So yeah, I guess this is sort of uh, very much in line with what we've done for 10 episodes. Just putting in the bare minimum effort and somehow still having fun with it. All right, so for episode 10, we prepared a classic trope of radio shows and podcasts, which is to do a mailback episode with our with our reader, with our readers, with our viewers. With our readers, yes. Viewers, our viewers, our listeners. And uh, I, I gotta say, I don't know why I was surprised that we didn't get more questions from a podcast that has like five listeners, but I, I was a little bit disappointed and surprised, but it's all right. We got enough questions, I think, to do uh, our we usual can, like the podcast. We can finally do a short podcast. No, I, no. I didn't have to, yeah. I, did, I didn't have to make uh, sock puppet accounts and mail myself. So, so thanks for sending in your questions, guys. I was almost <laughs> going to do that. I mean, you, you might as well have, if, 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 you know, like, if, you know, looking at some of these questions. Eh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I, the way I want to do this is we'll each take a turn picking, uh, picking a question and, a, and asking it. Okay, sound good to you. All right. You want me to start? No, I'll go first. I'll go first because this is sort of one I, I want to ask too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, A B from England asks, "Do you have any vegetarian food recommendations?" Because as we all know, Ads is a vegetarian, not a vegan, a vegetarian, but he's also kind of, he's also kind of jacked. And so that must mean he knows how to get his protein and he knows how to do his nutrition. Yep. Okay. So also, the first... also, a, also a farmer. So he, he knows something about food. All right. So the first one I was going to, I was thinking about this question actually when I read it mm-hmm. and it was the only one that I planned for other than the music one later on was um, the fact that uh, I, I was going to do like two, I was going to give like a little bit of a, advice on like how to make vegetarian food and then an actual dish. So this is a Lebanese, I guess it's not just a Lebanese dish. I assume it's like most of the Arab world. I know Turkey has a similar dish, maybe Greece does, but if they did, they were, they were last. So we made it first. Um, 
it's called uh, mjadra, which is essentially a lentil dish. It consists of lentils, uh, usually green lentils, but it doesn't really matter which lentils you use. Uh, something called bulgur, which is like, how do you describe it? It's like a grainy kind of, I don't actually know what the fuck bulgur is. I just oh, don't you, put it in. You mean, you mean bulgur wheat? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know what it's called. You can get it in stores. It's like yeah. a, it's like a, it's like a health food. It's not hard to find. You can find it. You it's can not get hard it to find. Stores. You can get it online. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty like ubiquitous. Yeah. And so you got green lentils, the bulgur, and then you can put some onions in. And then usually it's served either with a salad or you can put yogurt in it and make it a porridge kind of like thing. Mm. And essentially you just, you know, cut up some onions, you fry, you know, you fry the onions for however long to green them, oh, sorry, brown them. And then you boil, you first wash the lentils and the bulgur. Now you can do the um, the ratio of lentils to bulgur, depending on how much you like bulgur, because bulgur has like a very rough texture. So you can decrease that or increase it based on how much you like it. But I usually go for like a 50-50 um, ratio of green lentils to bulgur. And then you just put them in a pot, you cook them until the water you know, evaporates and then you're pretty much done. And then you can serve it with a salad or you can serve it with yogurt and then just make it into like a porridge thing. I prefer the salad way. Oh yeah. And then you include the onions. It's called the Mjadra. It's spelled M-J-A-D-R-A. It's a pretty traditional, uh, you know, Arab world dish and it's pretty healthy. It's completely vegetarian and lentils have, you know, beyond the micronutrients and the vitamins that, that bulgur and lentils provide. It is high in protein. It's like for for a decent serving, if you're doing with yogurt, it'll be a bit higher in protein. But with salad, it's about like 40 to 50 grams of protein. And it's very filling because, you know, high in fiber. It's a really good dish and it's not that difficult to make. Like it's not very, there's not many moving parts to it other than washing the bulgur and lentils and then cooking them and then cooking onions on the side and maybe preparing a salad if you want to. If you're not bothered, you can do yogurt pretty easily. Uh, otherwise, it's pretty easy to make. You can make it in large quantities. It frig- refrigerates very, very well. You can make like a big pot and then eat that for dinner for like pretty much a week. Sometimes I, when I was like really tryharding on diet, I would eat it for like a week. Mm. That would be like my go-to. And the other thing... Yeah, do you want to ask something? Yeah, no, I had a question about this. So my main thing is, is this like a, something you eat hot or like room temperature or cold? You, you, you can eat it hot. It's normally eaten hot, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, honestly, I'm a person who doesn't really have a preference towards like heat. You know, like some people can't eat anything cold. Mm. If like, it doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes I just can't be fucked to heat it up. I'll just eat it cold. I don't really care. But like other people will have that. So I would recommend eating it hot. Hot is better for sure, yeah. Because this was like reminding me a little bit of like a tabbouleh salad, like a little bit. But I guess if it's hot, then it's different. No, no, it's not. Uh, and okay. the other thing for it is, um, depending on how much, how thick or, or at least how watery you want it to be, that's how long you'll cook it for. So if you prefer more watery, almost like a porridge, you can cook it for less time. And if you like it a bit more solid, then you can cook it for longer and the water will obviously evaporate and it'll be more solid and less watery. But like you can do it a bit watery as well. Okay. Some, 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 uh, depending on which recipe you follow, some, uh, countries, do it more watery or less watery than others. So that is your number one recommendation. Number yeah. one. Mjadra, it's a Mediterranean dish. So, you know, it's got plenty of uh, lentils. It's very, very healthy and pretty easy to make. Right. My other recommendation is if you ever want to make tofu as part of your, as part of a, a dish or whatever, um, one tip I have for tofu making tofu is knowing how to make it actually tastes like something and the way to do that and something that a lot of people don't do or maybe don't even know to do is to basically you know um drain the water from the tofu tofu usually comes in like a packet and it's filled with water and in order to get flavor into your tofu well just you know i don't even know if osmosis is the right word but let's just use osmosis because i never i barely passed chemistry so what the fuck do i know is that biology it's chemistry but chemistry well, yeah i think it's in both but whatever let's keep going on yeah so basically if there's water in your tofu it can't soak in the flavor because it's already got water in there so you need to drain your tofu and to do that you can there's 
many ways. Some people just pat it with a uh, with a paper towel and then call it a day. I prefer this requires a bit of prep time. I prefer to get a heavy pot, put my tofu in a plate, cut it up into whatever slices. It doesn't have to be the slices that you're going to use it, at, like use it for. You can cook, you can slice it up a bit, bit bigger and then slice it up again, and then put the pot on top of it and have a a few paper towels at the bottom, a few paper towels at the top of your tofu, and then put the uh, pot, and then just keep it there for 15, 20 minutes, and it will basically drain out all the water from it, and then you can add your flavoring. One of my go-to flavoring is a little bit of garlic, uh, ginger, chili flakes, hoisin sauce, and soy sauce. Put those all in a, in a little pot, mix them up, and then chuck the tofu in after it's been drained and dried, and yeah, like keep it there for another 5-10 minutes to like really let it soak in and then just fry it up, you know, like on a pan and it's pretty good and it also sears better, like it becomes a lot better to cook as well it becomes a little bit more crunchy as well because you've drained out the water, so I recommend mm. that Truly, the voice of someone who you would take out to dinner in a movie as, as producer Keith put it Hey, you can come to my place for dinner <laughs> Okay, I, you know what? I feel like I, I should give my recommendations for vegetarian food too. So, number yeah, one, number one, cottage cheese and strawberry jam. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. cottage that's cheese good. and strawberry jam. It's vegetarian and it's it's marginally healthy. I mean, cottage cheese itself is pretty healthy. You're, you're just putting in the jam to make it taste better. Dude, speaking, cottage cheese... of, speaking of jam, how long does jam last in the fridge? It lasts for a fucking long time. Yeah, virtually forever. Yeah, because uh, I had, I don't even remember when I bought this jam, but it must have been years ago. And it was in my fridge and I had nothing else that I was bothered to prepare. And I had one slice of bread, not even like two slices of bread. And I looked at it, I was like, ooh, I wonder if it's still, you know, still good. And I couldn't find the date. I don't know if it like rubbed off from years of not being touched. And then I just ate it and I didn't die. So another pro tip for jam, it lasts for pretty much ever. Indeed, not 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 cream cheese though. Cream cheese, you should probably eat it when it's uh, yeah. Not that by the time they say you should have it. Oh, and my second, and I actually give it's my second one too. My second vegetarian dish is vodka and Sprite, which I'm having right now. Uh, vodka, what a beautiful drink. It, oh, just on I'm not on tangents. I said Sprite, but what's what's your uh, mixture of choice for for a uh, vodka? Honestly, I'm a person, and you're gonna hate me for saying this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if I'm not having a vodka Red Bull or or another vodka energy drink kind of thing, I'll just have vodka by itself. Oh, I don't I don't, I don't hate you for thinking that. That's that's what I do all the time. Yeah, like I don't really use mixes that often. I do that all the time too, but uh, like today it's it's a mixture kind of day. I usually have straight yeah. vodka as well because it, wow, we're we're really like exposing ourselves for like who we are. That's okay. I've exposed myself plenty of times on this podcast. Oh man, I don't even put mine in the freezer anymore. I I just have it at room temperature. Like eh, it's it's. I can't remember the last time I had cold alcohol. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you know, I, I feel like from, from the, the tenor of our voices and sort of the way the conversation has flown at times in this podcast, people could, can kind of tell. <laughs> I think they can. Or can, or can they? I, I thought I was hiding it pretty well. Maybe you're not. not could you so tell? Much. Could you tell? Some days are worse than others. Let's just put it like that. All right. I, I, I have suspected things about you, but, but it, it may not be alcohol. <laughs> All right. There was one specific episode. Today, right. today we are, today I'm sober. I don't know about you. Clearly not you. Yeah, yeah. I, I just admitted it. Okay. Well, whatever. Your, next up, your question. Uh, my question is, how this just seems so beautifully um, on topic from last week. From Are we just going to say WK? Is that how we're going to do this? Yeah, let's do that. WK from the Netherlands asks, how many hamburger joints does one suburban town truly need? Mm. One of the so, questions for the ages. All right. So as an American, I'm going to say you need at least three because basically you got to have Burger King McDonald's. So those are the biggest ones. Like you, you just have to have them as default. It's America. We're talking about America, right? Oh, I'm just going to say you're, you're thinking about America for this question. Okay. Let's think about America because so you, so you, America-centric. Well, no, I'll answer from my point of view. You can, <laughs> from, you can answer it from your point of view. I'm going to 
so I'm gonna say it has to have at least three. So one and one and two is automatically taken up by McDonald's and Burger King because it has to have those to make it to just be all American. Like without those, it just doesn't feel like you're living in a real suburb. So it has to have those two. And the third one can be the you know the one that gives you a little bit of an option. It can be a Wendy's if you're an East Coast. It can be a Carl Juniors if you're West Coast. It could be a Whataburger if you're in Texas. But I'm saying it needs at least three. It needs the two that are just the national chains and the one. That's the you know the local you know, the variety pick basically. Okay, I see. And and I, the question the question was asked in the sense of truly need, and I'm and I am answering that way. Truly, you need three. Truly, it's obviously better to have more because more three, is the yes. area. Three is the bare minimum. But I, I feel like in Australia, this you get you have to re- rephrase this question because the biggest fast food chain in Australia isn't a hamburger joint; it's actually KFC, right? Is it? Is KFC bigger than, than McDonald's? I don't think it yeah. is. I thought it was. Oh, well, it's second place, right? It's Because Burger King isn't up there in Australia. I thought, I thought like... It... Hungry Jack's is what Burger King is called in Australia. Yeah. It's not as big as the other two. It's definitely KFC and and Macca's, McDonald's yeah. are first. Yeah, I just know that KFC's stature in Australia is like way higher than it is here. And it's high here too, but it's like even higher in Australia from what I, I think can tell. I think KFC does have KFC or McDonald's. Because... I bet you're going to say to me that um, yeah, McDonald's, KFC, and Subway, most visited Aussie restaurants. Hmm. And the biggest one still is McDonald's. But yeah, McDonald's, KFC, then Subway, and then Hungry Jack's. Okay. So yeah, I think from my perspective, you are right in that every town... See, I wouldn't say that it needs both a Hungry Jack's and a McDonald's. But then you've got to ask, like, what's a suburban town? Like, how big are we considering a suburban town? Hmm. I, I want to say within like reasonable driving distance. So it can actually be multiple towns together because a lot of suburban towns are small and you can yeah. drive the next town over. I just, so I'll sort of describe it as within like a certain driving distance zone, you know, to to maintain a reasonable American lifestyle, you, you need at least three. Okay. So yeah, I think I agreed with you. I thought, um, I thought one of those was fine. Like one of the Hungry Jacks, I mean, Burger King and McDonald's or Hungry Jacks and McDonald's in Australia. And then I thought, about like not just a regional chain, but maybe like a small chain. You know those ones that just I don't know how popular they are in America, but they were they were very popular. Nowadays they're like being replaced by like boutique I guess you could call them boutique burger places kind of thing. Do you guys have those? I saw a couple of those in that uh, that Kotaku article that we were referencing last week where they ranked the Australian burger chains and there are like seven of them that I never heard of, which are apparently all regional. There's like four in Melbourne and like Two in Sydney, you know those kind of those kind of places. Yeah. So recently, the there's maybe in the past two three years, there's been a big push of like I guess you call them boutique. I'm gonna call them now boutique burger places or fast casual. Maybe maybe you call them fast casual. Yeah, they're, they're basically like fast casual, and their essential claim to fame is like whack. Maybe kind of like corny like names. The the burgers are far too big for your mouth, um, and they usually they. they at least the ones I've seen have been very small restaurants or maybe even like a caravan kind of thing. And then seats outside, a lot of seats outside. So they, 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 they've done a few of them. There's one called Chubby Buns, which mm. is really popular nowadays. And mm. just like the name ensues, the bun's are big. It's a big burger. It's mainly a um, like a little caravan kind of thing. Ooh. And then outside seating, and then they just serve from there. Like from the wait, wait, what, what, one second. What does caravan mean in Aussie English? I feel like this is something that I might not be understanding correctly. What does caravan mean in American English? Like, like a trail, like a line of camels carrying silk through the desert to China. Okay. No, 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 from, that's from China to that's, uh, not, that's not what a caravan is. A caravan okay. is like a. Sometimes it's attached to your, like it's part of one vehicle. And sometimes right. it's just like a little trailer that attaches to another vehicle. That's the All one right. I'm talking about. A food it's truck. Like a little, yeah, it's, a food like, truck. it's basically yeah, a food truck, yeah. All right. I, I got to ask food you. Food trucks were never popular in Australia until very recently. So I got to ask you, it's probably, you're probably the wrong person to ask, but so these burgers, you say they're big. So are they, are they medium rare burgers or are they well-done burgers? I'm going to assume that there's options, but honestly, I've never been to one of them. Yeah, because at least for an American, I think from my point of view, that's a big delineation. Because if you're selling a medium rare, then you're going to this point where you're ignoring the recommended safety, whatever regulation about beef and going into kind of the fine dining zone. And if you're still cooking them all the way through, you're still in the fast food zone where you're adhering to certain like 
strict regulations at the uh, cost of some flavor, I guess. I see. Well, as far as I know, if you if you're eating that kind of food, uh, I think you're risking your life anyway. So does it really matter if it's yeah. well cooked or not? Yeah, and, and, and as, a, as a vegetarian would say, you know, you know, if you take the risk and you, you get sick, well, you know, you, you deserved it for killing that animal. <laughs> yeah, I said as all, that. As all, as all vegetarians say, you don't, you yes. don't, you don't, you don't all say all, that. Yeah, yeah, we know. We we all think we basically sometimes we just get into a group and we just laugh at all the people who have died from like meat eating causes. We just like have yeah. a list. It's great. It's fun. Great fun. I mean, ironically, I feel like uh, most of the foodborne illnesses I've heard about outbreaks are E. coli on like spinach, which is a uh, alas. There was um, there was a big. I, I don't know if it was last year or the year before, but there mm-hmm. was this massive outcry about needles in strawberries. What in Australia? What? I'm, okay, I'm not even joking. I think strawberries were the first one, but then I don't know if it was like that kind of like hoax of like you know when uh, that clown movie came out. What was it called? Penny, fuck, what was, what was the movie called? It, 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 yeah, it, yeah. and Penny's the clown, right? Mm-hmm. Pennywise, and Penny, yeah. So uh, th- when that happened, and then people started dressing as Penny, like in the streets and shit like that, I feel like it was kind of like that. It did happen. There was a batch of strawberries that had like little needles in them because someone inten- because someone put, intentionally put them in there. Because why? Else I don't know if someone there, intentionally right? put them in there, but yeah, basically, I assume so. And it was like one batch, but then suddenly people started finding needles in all sorts of fruits and vegetables. So like it was to the point where like, like big chains. It's like a copycat crime or some shit. Yeah. Copycat crime almost. And then. So big chains had to have like. So they had to have like a metal detector. They had to scan all their fucking fruits for like a metal detector. They sold it. I'm serious. Like strawberries or. Strawberries and a few other fruits were just out of stock for like a couple months, like at least a month. Mm-hmm. It was it was a massive story, and yeah, that happened. And I have no idea why. So basically, what I'm trying to say is, the plants are the ones that kill. Hmm. All right. Okay. I guess it's it's my turn to ask a question now. I already yeah, lost no. track. Man, this drink is yeah. this drink sending me fast. Maybe I'm not actually mixing it in sprite. Maybe not enough sprite. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Maybe you're mixing the Sprite with vodka. I think that's so. Thing. So, another question from WK from the Netherlands, who has who has been our most prolific question asker because he's asked full four questions. Maybe we'll get to all of them. How many? And this is the tongue-in-cheek esports question. How many mouse pads do you pay ads per week? And if you didn't know the reference here, there was a joke. Not even a joke. This was it was real. It was a meme that came from a real circumstance where the esports team Dignitas back in the early 2010s was paying their writers, their esports workers, their freelancers with merch, like whatever, mouse, mouse pads, hats, whatever, instead of actual money. And ads, as you know, um, well, you can answer this question. Ads, how many mouse pads are, are giving you? Look, okay. I have many mouse pads in my house. In fact, I have six mouse pads in my house, not including my brother's ones. And the reason why I have so many mouse pads is my cat loves to sleep on mouse pads. So on my desk right now, I have one, two, three mouse pads. And then on the desk next to my desk, or I guess it's like a little drawer, I have another mouse pad. And this is all to allow my cat perfect sleeping area. Unfortunately, none of these six mouse pads have been supplied to me by Wax Half Full. And I request better mouse pads. My mouse pads are hella grotty now. So, so if, wait. So we're get, well, I'm not getting paid in mouse pads, but if we were going to start paying in mouse pads, let's make that real quick. Thank you very much. So, you, so we had to mind them. They, you would actually find them useful. They, they'll mouse, be, they'll yeah, be my, my cat loves sleeping on mouse pads. So, where do you get these mouse? Where do you get these six mouse pads? Though most people don't have like six mouse pads. So my brother works for Microsoft, not like as in like anything big in Microsoft where he actually makes money. Mm-hmm. Just some fucking lowly peasant, uh, <laughs> customer support peasant. Uh, and he got me like two Xbox mouse pads. So I have two of those. Then I have my Razer mouse pad, which I got with my first computer. Then I have a Logitech mouse pad from, I don't know where the fuck this, some of these mouse pads just appear in my house and I don't know where they, maybe you actually did send them and I just never knew that they were from you. And I just assumed that my mouse pads were, you know, making more mouse pads. We don't know. Uh, uh, 
Well, I got to ask. So uh, if you didn't know, Ads was also the editor-in-chief, he probably still is, of liquidlegends.net. Yeah, technically still. Liquidlegends.net, if you didn't know, it's the uh, sister site of teamliquid.net, which was the big StarCraft fan site back in the day. I guess I guess it still is now. And um, yeah, there was, there was a time when liquidlegends.net was a somewhat important venture for the team liquid for team liquid and uh, stuff happened stuff happens kind of kind of stopped being as important we, we, we won't really talk about that here but did they ever send you merch ads from for your uh your service as editor-in-chief no i never got merch i would have got merch if i won liquid bets but i never won okay you know what i i, I hate to back when liquid bets still had rewards i hate to now we just do it for the honor I hate to taunt you, but I'm literally using my Team Liquid mouse pad and Death Adder right now, which which I re- I received from Team Liquid for my dude my Death ser- Adder <laughs> services to the website. Dude, every Death Adder I've ever bought has had the same issue. The um mouse click button, you know, like the the mouse wheel. Mm-hmm. If you click right now, can you click with your mouse wheel? Yeah. Every I've bought I, I I'm addicted to the Death Razor and. Uh, death adder. Sorry, uh, so I'm never going to change because why the fuck would I change from something that fits me perfectly? Sponsor and opportunity. Sponsorship opportunity. Yeah, Razor, sponsor us. I love your death adder. Please block your ears for the next 30 seconds while I shit on your product for a second. The problem with, <laughs> the, problem with the death adder is I've had the exact same problem with the thing. First off, I'm pretty sure the LEDs in my death adder have died. They were like supposed to be shiny, but they're no longer shiny. I don't know if why that happened. But anyways, that's not important. I don't really care about the shininess because my palm will cover that. So does the shininess really matter? The, the big issue is, and this became a lot more prevalent when all these fucking uh, battle royales started popping off, is the mouse click button doesn't work. The middle like the mouse, mouse wheel, Yeah, the middle mouse click, the mouse wheel, which isn't really useful for much. Unless you do that scrolling feature. Of like that auto scrolling feature, but that's kind of useless. Um, you don't use it for it? you don't use it for an open link and new tab. No, I just control. Oh. I think it's okay. It is control click, but you can also you can also middle click. Yeah, well, I can't do that obviously because it fucking doesn't work. <laughs> anyway, but the big issue is almost every battle royale game has decided through the great gods of gaming that exist somehow that the middle mouse click button should be the ping button. So when I was playing like. Games like Apex and shit like that, I could never ping. I'm sure I could re remap it or something, but I'm not fucking that bullet. So I never did. Wait, wait, you're not that bullet? Bothered. Bothered. Bothered, okay. I thought you were gonna no. like just introduce me to some new Aussie slang. No, no, I'm not that bothered to okay, um okay. All right. to change So basically right now I can never ping in any of those games. And it's why I quit Apex. So Razor, if you're listening, please fucking make your mouses mice work better for longer other than that fine product great product please sponsor us i got i gotta say i agree with you about the dur- i used to agree with you about the durably the death adder because i'm also a death adder loyalist and maybe the last three i had they kept you know they would lose functionality within a year but this last team liquid edition one i had because they keep updating uh, it, you know it doesn't stay the same like they keep updating it yeah, yeah. Book- there's like a death adder pro- i can't remember if it was pro- they probably chucked a pro in somewhere Mm-hmm. But yeah, it changed, yeah. Well, whatever edition I have right now, I, for, I don't know what year it is. But this one has like, kept up for like a solid three years. So whatever they're doing, I mean, they probably heard your complaints from like people like me and you who have like, because they they get they have been in the past relentlessly shit on on Twitter and on Reddit for having yeah. the least durable products. So it does the, seem the they pads have. Are also cheap. Okay, now that we're reviewing Death Out of Chroma, yeah. all of a sudden, the pads at the bottom are shit. They don't last for very long. They peel off very easily. They're not thick enough. They're not even that. Expensive. It's because it's because you're not using it with the Razor Goliathus, which which was, it was made for. You know. Yeah, I have a Razor. I have the Razor Goliathus right next to me. I'm looking at it. I oh, never mind then. It's just it's not Team Liquid brand. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Yeah, uh, Razor, please sponsor us and ignore everything that I just said for the past minute or so. Thank you. My question. <laughs> what was that last question? I forgot. <laughs> it was uh, it was how many mouse pads do you get paid? Oh, right, right. We're, we're trying me, to keep up. Let me cross that off. And, and you ask, now it's your turn to ask. I ask. Okay. This is one that I can have no opinion on because I don't even know who the fuck Joe, Josh Allen is. 
But let's ask it. We're just keeping with the WK from Netherlands. What a prolific question asker. Is it a top fan? <laughs> top fan. Do we have that? To, I think on uh, Facebook, they have that top fan thing, if I remember correctly. Look, look, if, if this if this was like Twitch, you'd be a tier three fan. Yo, yo, yo. Hang on. Is, is Facebook still throwing out mad bucks to um twi- to ex-Twitch people? Fuck, fuck mine now. Did they stop doing that? If they're still doing that and they're interested in getting into the podcast game, which Spotify, by the way, thinks is worth $100 million a year, we're not asking for $100 million. We're just asking for a million dollars. Did we? Did did you not read that article where like? like shut, shut, the fuck, shut the fuck up! What the fuck are you doing? I'm trying to sell us here. Hey, Spotify! Spotify read that article. You know, like it's not Facebook. Like Facebook, hundred million dollars a year industry. I'm just gonna say that. Mm-hmm. Told to you by a leading market, um, leading market leader. Yeah, a leading market leader in Spotify. We're not asking for a hundred million dollars. We know that's greedy. We're not greedy people. If you want to sponsor us and give us a million dollars to be platform, what's the opposite of agnostic? <laughs> exclusive? Platform, yes, platform exclusive to, okay. to Facebook. I don't have a Facebook account anymore, but I will remake Facebook and we will only provide our content on Facebook if you give us $1 million a year. Please, Facebook. Anyways, the question. Sounds <laughs> good. How many flaming tables should Josh Allen jump through if he wins the Super Bowl? And what temperature should the fire be? Ads, do you know what this refer- refers to at all? I know what the Super Bowl is. You know... I know what a flaming table is. All right, I'm, do I know I'm who gonna, Josh Allen is and why he should jump through it? No. no okay, I'm, gonna, I'm going to link you a video to watch while, uh, like, while I explain the answer. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. going to watch it. Yeah, okay, second, let me send it to you here. All right, here's a link, and I'll explain it. Okay, so for those who don't know, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure why uh, WK from the Netherlands gave me this question, why like the Europeans asking me an American NFL football question. So the Buffalo Bills are an infamous team in the, the NFL. Well, the team isn't infamous. The team is just the team. Their fans are infamous because they're called the Bills Mafia, and they're known for being kind of insane because they are in Buffalo, which is a city in North New York, which is cold all year. It's famous for just being desolate during the, during the NFL season because the NFL season, for some reason, isn't is winter. So basically, these people, they have nothing to do during winter except stay indoors and enjoy their football team. And they go a little bit crazy because of, it, because of that. And they're very proud of the fact that they go crazy. And they go to football games. And what they do... so. I guess tailgating is sort of another culture I have to explain too. And tailgating—I is- know what tailgating is, but it's not—it doesn't exist in Australia or yeah. anywhere else. I think. Yeah, tailgating is not a Bills thing. It's just an American football thing where fans will show up to the area around the stadium and just have a party before before the game, during the game, after the game, in the vicinity of the stadium, and maybe not even watch the game. I mean, not not watch it, you know, directly from the seats. They'll just stay outside in, in the they'll grill and they'll drink in the parking lot outside the stadium. Or this is great. Stadium. I want to do this. Yeah. The table breaking. Seems fun. Right. So so tailgating is just like a, a massive outdoor party, basically, around around the sports team. But the Bills fans take it to another level and basically they'll get a little bit too drunk. They'll light tables on fire. And they'll elbow drop through them as if they were pro wrestling, except they're not elbow dropping through a human. They'll just elbow drop themselves through a table with no one on it. It's for it's very much if you, if you maybe I'm dating myself, but it's very much two uh, thousands pro wrestling, the Dudley Boys. If you remember that team, where they would just like smash people through tables. So they're doing that to themselves basically without anyone throwing them through, through themselves through a table, just bashing through tables for the fun of it, I guess. To show their passion. So anyway, they need this guy to run through tables to celebrate their win. Are they close to winning? Do they ever all right. win? All right, so I, I guess I, I guess I should keep explaining this story to our European fans. So, the, so the Bills have also been terrible for the last uh, fifteen years, twenty years for for quite a while. Right. And but they, they're finally good again. They're finally good again, and it's because their quarterback quarterback's the most important position in American football because American football is weird. It's like the the hooker in uh, rugby. No, no, it would be the um, halfback. The halfback? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so 
uh, Josh Allen is the quarterback of the team. He's very good. And he basically made a promise to the fans on social media that if they win the Super Bowl, he will follow in their footsteps and himself dive through a flaming table to show his passion for the team. So how many flaming tables should Josh Allen jump through if he wins the Super Bowl? He needs to jump through at least five stacked on top of each other. Like five. If you if you watch pro wrestling, I've seen people jump through layers of two tables, but he needs to jump through like just five stacked on top of each other and this pile. I'm pretty of sure. I don't know how the legality of this work, but surely insurance for the team will say, "Hey, can we keep it to one, maybe?" Do not he, be flaming, please. No, no. The the fire is important. The fire is what makes it takes it over the top and shows that you really give a fuck. So I think um, the fire can be how, as however hot as he wants, but I think that they just put him in like a fireproof suit. You know, those like on movie stunts, you see those guys were on fire and they're doing it because they're wearing this giant suit that like protects them from flames as long as you're not in it for like a, a minute or more, right? Yeah, there's like a certain amount of time where it's still fireproof, but not infinitely fireproof. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I think he just puts himself in one of those suits, dives through five flaming tables, you give him a nice like 10 seconds on fire for like effect like a movie like 10 seconds where he's just flaying flailing around covered in flames and then everyone jumps in and like extinguishes him and then we're going how, how, how do they extinguish him with like, pee? no oh, no okay. what? <laughs> what, what what wait what dude <laughs> what what Is nah, it... yeah. what are we yeah, not what? on the same page here my bad no, is, wait, wait. Does pee extinguish fires, or is it like a fire? Depends on the source of the fire. Water only extinguishes certain kinds of fire. Okay, I know. I knew that from like electrical fire. Was it electrical fires that water doesn't extinguish? I think it's oil. It's I think it's grease fires, oil fires that you should not use water on, because that makes it way worse. Maybe yes. you use like sand, dirt, or some shit. Yes. Or like or you... salt, sugar. Was it? Well, you're supposed to smother it. You're supposed to smother a grease fire just because that'll cut off the oxygen supply. You're, supposed, you're just supposed to smother Science, it. bitch. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my super long answer on something that I think was kind of boring. <laughs> to I learned a lot. Did you? Okay. Well, you watched the video at least. Hey, any, anyone yeah. who's, who's listening who doesn't know about American football, just, just look up uh, Buffalo Bills tables and you'll just Breaking. see. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm, it, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm just saying, uh, you, you know, like European soccer fans, they show their passion by uh, making by yell, yelling racist taunts at black players. You know, American fans, they just hurt themselves by jumping through flaming tables. You know, so so we 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 know who's enlightened here. I see. I'm not going to make comment on that. What? <laughs> Hey, 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 you, you said you were at the youth level, the target of racial abuse by, by rugby fans. So you, you, you should be sympathetic. No, rugby fans did not sorry, racially soccer abuse me. Soccer fans. Did. Soccer fans, sorry. Like, rugby fans are tough. So soccer fans are, 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 are pansies. Exactly. Thank yes. you for getting that right. So- soccer fans will, will, will yell, at, yell at the brown kid who's white passing, but who's slightly brown. All right. Let's go. Next question. Oh, it's my turn. Yes, your turn. Okay. Also, we've some somehow hit forty minutes already. Jesus Christ. Okay, I, I better ask you the question that you actually did research for in that case. That's Julian, Julian from Chicago asks, adds, who are Japanese musical artists to watch for in twenty twenty one? Okay, so I actually researched this quite a lot because I wanted to give a answer that didn't just point out some artists that I liked and either were going to give you a an artist or artists who were either going like 100% going to release music in 2021 or were at the very least highly likely to release music in 2021 so i was i had five but i'm just going to cut it down to like four three or four and these are my top artists to watch they're in a few different genres and i'm just going to run through them note that we do have a playlist of some of the songs of all these artists that i'm about to speak about by the and way we how were, I want to say that this is the only answer that Ads actually tries on. Like he actually spent like three hours working on this. Like everything else for the podcast, Ads just comes in and fucking wings. The music stuff he actually puts into effort into. So yeah, thank you. exactly. All right, so I'll start off with Valkney, who is a female hip hop artist who first appeared on my radar 
during the early 2020, if you weren't paying attention, in early 2020, when the COVID thing was kicking off, Tokyo Drift suddenly got like a massive recall. It's always had a cult following, but it suddenly had a recall following, like a well, resurgence oh, of the cult following. I just say the name is, uh, it's Valkni, or is it, Va- I, I don't know how you say it. It's V-A-L-K-N-E-E. So yeah. there we are, yeah. And so she did, and a lot of people were doing this at the time, a Tokyo Drift freestyle challenge. And her own rendition was pretty good. And it stood to me, what stood out to me was that she had a very carefree and infectious personality. And from there, I next saw her pop up in a song titled Zoom, which featured several other uh, Japanese female hip-hop artists on a single track. And it was kind of like, if you were paying attention to to 2010, um, you know, hip-hop groups like, Migos and kind of and um, I guess you call them what was the the ASAP ASAP crew kind of ASAP the ASAP ASAP crew kind of style mm-hmm. of just like multiple rappers on the same track and just like jumping in and out and they were making comical reference to the rise of you know Zoom as in the Zoom you know video call and then other comments on the pandemic and they were also on a Zoom call in the music video so it was kind of like fun in that kind of thing and it was just like really fun song and then that whole Zoom song eventually turned into a hip-hop girl group called Zoom Gals, which she's part of. And I think she, she might not be the... Ma- I don't think there's a leader so much, but she was definitely the one who pushed for it, as far as I know. And they've now dropped two other songs with the group, and they're all really... They're really fun to listen to, and they're overall, like, good vibe songs kind of thing. And I know they're, and I know they're gamers, because they reference Catching a Shiny Gyarados. Yes, they do. Yes, and yeah, so Valkyrie, as far as I know, she hasn't said whether she will release a new album in 2021, but she's based on her trajectory in 2020. I expect her to either release a Zoom Gals album or EP with the whole crew or her own debut solo album. And she's most certainly someone to watch. If I had to give you my favorite song of hers, technically it's a remix, but it's such a good remix that I'm going to include it. It's called Pew Mind, Pew Heart, the Lil Soft Tennis uh Remix? That song's a vibe. That song's really, really good. I think you should definitely listen to that song. So that's my recommendation for a song from her to listen to. Okay. So Falcony, hip-hop and rap, if you're into hip-hop and rap, and then I would recommend to check her out. Next up, I've got Paniolo, who's an acoustic guitarist, and he's been releasing music for, other than, okay, sorry, other than this person, most of these people are pretty new. Um, but Paniola has been an artist for a very long time. He's been releasing mu- music for the better part of a decade. And each of his albums has been focusing on tightly creating an atmosphere centered around certain themes. More recently, he's consistently released singles throughout the last year. And while he hasn't released uh, announced an album, it's been two years since his last full LP. And based on how... I guess how prolific he's been on on Twitter, like releasing snippets of music. I think he's refound his kind of groove. I expect him to release some music this year. If not, I, I think he will release a full EP. I'm pretty sure, uh, LP, sorry. And so if acoustic instrumentals are your jam, then Paniolo is certainly one to keep an eye out for. Um, I really like his music, just like to listen to on the side kind of thing. Uh, he released a new song called Grandma. It's, it's a couple months old now. It's like kind of like the vibe of family. That was his whole like go-to for that one. I reckon you should listen to it if you like acoustic guitarists and instrumentals. Did you I listen to Paniola? I, uh, I, I listened, I listened to, but like, um, I feel like that, like to, personally, the group that left the most impression was, yes, the Zoom Gal slash Balcony. The rap was the one that I was, I was most impressed with because everything else fell into maybe, uh, you know, maybe genres, or maybe music I'd heard before, I guess. And I haven't really heard like like women in, in Japanese rap that that much. I mean, I'm aware of it. I mean, who knows? Maybe it was a, it was a burgeoning genre, but I really didn't pay attention to it until you showed me this playlist. Have you um heard of? I'm forgetting the group's name now. Have you heard of what's their name? Halkali. No, no, exactly. I haven't really kept up with Japanese Hal-Kali? music. No, I just okay. haven't. I just haven't. Kept were like a 04, 05. They were like a flash in the pan uh hip-hop duo that like mm-hmm. basically kicked off the entirety of like japanese hip-hop uh, or, or, or a whole copycat style of japanese hip-hop for a very very long time and that's where you get uh artists like uh, i mean if I, if I want if i want to get super boomer on you the last like japanese rap group i listened to and this was also with like two two uh, two women 
it was mflow but that's like way old so i don't even know who mflow is so yeah mflow is like i don't know it, it's maybe like referencing missy elliott in this day and age okay. yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah it's like yeah that's that's what that's the last time i left off it was like when i was listening to japanese hip-hop it was back in those days it was dragon mm-hmm. ash and mflow and that's insanely old so i see all right next up for the last one i'll have yep mm-hmm. sorry and I just want to say, like, uh, like you, you seem to very much prefer, at least from like what you showed me in terms of your playlists and your recommendations, you really like female vocals. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I prefer female vocals, but I do listen to a lot of female vocalists because they can sing better than I can. A lot of guys can sing better than I can, but not to the same degree, I guess. So it's like things that I can't sing that kind of like stand out to me. Mm. I feel like. I, I sort of like uh, that. Sort of like came to mind when when you were having this late Portishead discovery phase. So I was like, huh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Um. So yeah, like for rap, obviously, I'm rap is predominantly male dominated. So yeah. Okay. Uh, my last artist will be Aiko. Uh, Ako. I don't know how to pronounce it really. It's stylized with the uh, kanji for ko, which is for child. Um. And her music might best be described, and I think she's described herself, as alternative rock infused with R&B stylings. But what is perhaps her hallmark is her whisper singing style, which is equally parts haunting as it is enchanting. And while her music jumps between styles and influences frequently, this style of singing, which was, if you've paid attention, was briefly popular in the mainstream Western pop scene during Selena Gomez's meteoric rise in the mid-2010s. That's what remains a constant throughout her music and is probably the biggest appeal for her music. She also releases um, music mu- uh, music videos, which I'm not sure if she herself um, directs them or has like any uh, direct input into them. But I know like she has like a collective group who like make music and produce uh, videos and kind of stuff. So it's all like in-house kind of thing for her. So she's pretty good. I, I found her, I discovered her very recently as well. She doesn't have... I can't remember if she had an album uh, planned. I don't think she did, but she's probably going to release some sort of album very soon because she's on, on the same same schedule, has been releasing singles throughout 2020. So I think she's building up for something like that. If you were, if I was to recommend a song from her, um, probably her latest song, Bye. That's a really good song. It has kind of like um, almost city pop influences kind of thing. So if you're into city pop, you might like it. Uh, and I recommend that one as a, song to listen to ads that's pretty much my three to round it out ads ads did you read that description off a sheet or was that just your pure feelings flying through i had some notes but yeah okay yeah i i i thought so because like you're 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 a reading voice and your natural voice Mm. although it's same for me so same for me research my bad Fuck! I I don't know I don't know why I pulled back the curtain to show that we whatever, whatever your, your turn your turn. My, your turn my turn to ask a question. Fuck your turn. Okay, yeah. we have to do this one, don't we? Kill Mary. Should we do this one? Yeah, sure. Kill Mary. Fuck. Sheep skitter juju. LS from not last shadow, just another LS no, from another Aust- LS. from Austria. Austria. Asked. Sorry, sorry, asked the good the good old game. Kill fuck Mary. Sheep, Skitter, and Juju, and sorry to get too self-referential here, but but we know our our uh, you know our listener base is uh li- is kind of limited, so I, I think we can do this. It's fine. It's it's more on brand for us. So, so you're asking me first, so I, I get to decide. Yeah, I you go first. I'll do mine one. Oh, I'll disagree or agree. All right, all right. Um, so definitely gonna kill sheep. Because I mean, come on! Like I, I threatened to kill him how many times now? It's mm. it's it's just. I understand. It's understandable. It's 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 been set up. It's been set up. It's like ah, oh, you know, sheep. We're we're going we're going to kill you and use your bones for stew. It's it's been said too many times. Yep, his name is Sheep. Like, it has to be done. Even though he's like a very like scrawny kind of like. Yeah, it won't give you much protein. Well, that's that's why I'm saying like like. I'm that's why I said you know we're gonna make you a stew because like if we made you a barbecue like how much meat would be on those bones? I see. So we're gonna uh, use bones for flavor. Is that what we're gonna do? Hmm? Are you gonna use these bones for flavor? I don't know how they make soup like flavor. 
but I know they use bones, but I don't actually understand the concept at all. It, yeah, I don't really understand that either, but basically, like, the you, okay, broth, how are you going to explain? The, but, the, but the most delicious broth basically comes from boiling uh, not just, you know, the muscle, but it's like the tendons and the bones. Because that's know, how they make ramen and shit like that, right? Right, right. That's apparently that's where all the flavor is. In the, yeah, you know, right. the, I don't the, know why, the, but yeah. Correct. Right. I, I mean, I mean, sheep would probably enjoy like a soup made out of himself if he could, if he could enjoy it. I mean, and the human body does have two hundred and six bones. I remember that. Indeed, indeed. Okay. Um. Now, now the second the second choice is like is way harder. Is because uh ah. Uh, I mean, when, when people ask this question, like I, I so when they say fuck versus marry, fucks like someone who is it one night stands really. I, I think that's what I think that's what this basic question is. It's, it's like someone who, it's the difference between some who you want to have like a longer term relationship with and someone who you just want to like have a fling with and dis, and like kind of discard, which is like very uh, man. Ah, we're anyway. not here to make comments on society, <coughs> but we are. So you're a disgusting human being for answering this question. I'm just gonna point that out. That's that's true, and and I'm also m- much older than both of these these people, and th- thus we're making it m- much more awkward again. <laughs> but they, they, I, they, just for um legal reasons, these yeah. people are all of age. So um, yes, yes, yes. So the, just, just want to make that clear. You made it sound really sus with your whole. I'm much older than these people. But, no, 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 no. no there, there, there's no there's no illegality here. There there's only bad there's only bad taste. Okay. <laughs> Answer the question. You've been so, dancing around along too much. It's only bad taste. All right, I'm 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 gonna say it's gonna have to be fuck juju, because oh okay, and this is only a, a preference issue because if if you've been if you've been a long time listener, you know I I I have a fascination with the strong men. I think they're very cute. You know Brian Shaw, the people who. Work, who basically just eat and work out with a living. I think they're very adorable. Okay, so I, I think as a long term prospect, Skitter is like prob- probably the our our friend Skitter, who was on who was on a podcast, who I asked about, but we who was podcast actually number six was it? Yes, I think so. Yeah, but who who was who was one of our consultants on the entire uh, strongman world? So yes, as a long term prospect, I prefer Skitter, and I would have to say Juju is is more of the. Uh, I don't know. Ah, sorry, a, a bit more disposable. I'm sorry to say. Yikes. Okay, I disagreed. I actually I agreed on one part. I killed sheep. Sorry, sheep. Rest in peace. Um, in, in, I would in, say in pieces. Mary Juju. Rest in pieces in my in my stock pot. Yep. Look, I was gonna say fuck skitter, marry Juju. Okay, that's explain. what I was gonna say. I'll explain. Juju is very. Fuck, how do I this not sound bad? <laughs> I think Juju would be a very subservient. <laughs> I, I mean, he, he is a self-described M. Like, he is a self-described M. Okay, so when, uh, he knows. He, like, it yes. just sounds weird saying it from me. Okay? Yes, he, but he knows. It's true. He, like, I'm not yeah. lying. Self-described. And uh, it, I feel like he'd be a great... Um, marriage person. Yes. Skitter's too degen for marriage. I'm sorry to say. That's true. Sk- Skitter, like the chance that he would cheat is like I don't know. It's an it's a non-zero percentile, and once he goes past the zero point something chance, I I don't consider you worthy. It's it's it's, it's non ten. It's might be non twenty, maybe yeah. non thirty. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, anyway, we're getting up there, but. but Scooter and I can have mad gorilla sex. I'm just going to say that. Mm. So that's my answer. Terrible answer, I know. All right. You know what? Producer Keith, Keith was going to wake up and answer. Be like, we should, we should definitely cut this. Definitely cut this section. I don't, I don't know. I don't know like definitely, but you know what? Producer Keith can uh, um, just stay up and uh, once he's done with his nap... He can decide, use his um, executive discretion to decide whether he want to keep this answer in or not. Yeah. Next up. All right. Wait, let's, um, give, let's give a perfect transition opportunity. Okay. So, well, yeah. That, um, 
it's gonna be awkward. On music. It's gonna be an awkward edit if like um if we just cut this and like why is that why is Wax asking two questions in a row? But whatever. Um. So uh, producer Keith asks, and it would have been nice if he was awake to ask this question by himself. But uh, since y'all talked about Obama's last playlist, and this came the day before we recorded, rate the Biden Harris playlist. So this refers to something we talked about in a previous episode where we kind of mocked a playlist Barack Obama put out around the release of his new book. And I didn't realize this then, but I looked it up some more. He's just been doing this all year. Like all year, he's just been putting out new Spotify playlists for people to listen to. I guess that's his shtick now. I don't know. Like, Biden's been doing that? No, no, no. Obama. Oh, yeah. Obama does that all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah the play- I didn't realize the playlist we mocked was just the one for his book release. I didn't realize this was his new shtick. His PR team was trying to make him relatable by putting out these uh, lists. So if you recall, we mocked his book release list for being a little bit too pandering, you know, putting out too many popular artists and too many popular songs and being too normal. Mm-hmm. But so, but now that I look at this playlist that the Biden Kamala Harris, uh, Kamala, sorry, I gotta, gotta get this right, Kamala Harris team put out for for the inauguration. I gotta say, I kind of like the, I kind of understand why Barack Obama would do this because what I see here is it's a bunch of artists I've heard about, but I don't know any of their songs. So it's like basically what you don't, these- wait, you know, nerd, you know, no, Tribe no, Called Quest, the Tribe no, Called Quest. No, I know all these artists, but it's it's like what they did was the team. Not their most famous songs. Yes, the team behind them was like, hey, you know what? We can't seem too pandering. We got to seem cool. So they took yeah, a yeah. bunch of artists that everyone knows, and then they picked, they tried to pick some deep cuts. They tried ah, to pick- the deep cut special. Yeah, it is the deep cut special. Yeah, they, they tried to, because like, that's what they, they did. They even did a bonus like- track from Mad City. Good kid, Mad City. What the fuck? That's- that's what I mean. And so I'm looking at this and like, what do I hate more? Do I hate just like straight up mainstream, you know, uh, lowest, com- I don't want to say lowest common denominator, but pandering, pandering mainstream music? Or do I hate people staying somewhat mainstream, but then trying to prove their hipster cred by picking songs that are the deep cuts from the album? I'm going to say, I think the Obama team did a better job. They, they, so like, so read out some examples. What are like the most hilarious deep cuts from the Biden-Harris team? Hilarious deep cuts. Hmm. I think one of the most is Now or Never, Kendrick Lamar and Mary J. Blige. It's a bonus track. Like It's not even on the actual album. It's on the right. deluxe version of the album. Right. It's, it's, from a his, it's from a historic album that's like considered yeah. one of the greatest of all time, but they picked a track that's only on the bonus edition, not even on their regular edition. Yeah, that was kind of weird. And you know they, they go for they go to Bruce Springsteen, and so so like I, I guess the Bruce Springsteen difference is kind of uh, kind, of, kind of telling in in a sense. One second, I gotta look this one up. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think that I like a lot of the songs in this actually. I like the MF Doom song "Award Tour." I'm on a world tour with my my man. That's a that's a classic. I don't know if you can say anything. And then the whole, uh, they have Vampire Weekend on this. They have like a good variety of, I mean, I'm, I guess they have to, to appeal to everyone. They got Scissor, Marvin Gaye, Marvin Gaye, Beyonce. Dude, I don't know. As a fan of the deep cut, okay. I'm a deep cut fan. I'm actually going to listen to this playlist. After wow. This. So, so this That's, is for you. This was for you. For it was not for me. So, so it I did actually... Gonna, who who did this? Whose team like actually released this? Was it Biden's team or Harris's team? I'm saying it's probably like their combined team and like the you know the staffers were like, hey, let's try to curate a playlist that because you know you know what they're doing right? They're they're trying to pick a thing that you know evokes a certain aura that will appeal to a certain group of people. Like all of this is very very calculated. I see. Well, whoever they hired to make this, uh, I think they're a good person. Uh, if they would like to reach out to me on. <laughs> and we can exchange right. musical ideas right oh no you know what you know what your your blind spot is you did not represent obviously you guys wanted to work around uh, are these all american artists oh, maybe maybe it is They're almost no it's not is it is it all american artists let me see bob marley i guess technically isn't no Doom technically is slash isn't because he's technically uh a uk artist i guess <laughs> since he got kicked out of america for not having a visa Rest in peace to the Doom, the legend. But yeah, I think almost all of these are 
Oh, no, no, no. Tame Impala is Australian. Ah, yeah, sorry, I missed him. Tame Impala is Australian, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know what? You, you know, you know, the America you're trying to build is a global America, the world's ally, the leader, exactly. not, not, an oppress, not an oppressive bully, but a leader, a, a, you know, someone who has your interest in heart. And in that end, that end, you have to represent America's, one of America's most important allies since the 1946s. 46, uh, yeah. 1946s, Japan. And, you know, not having Japanese music representation on your list, I feel like is a huge oversight. So just reach out to ads. Next time you bring one of these lists together, ads will, will give you a song that, you know, represents the spirit of the, um, the uh, what do you call it? Uh, Ang- American Japanese Alliance. Exactly. Yes. I'll do that for you. All right. All right. I don't uh, know, like it. I'm going to listen to it. That's, that, that's my end conclusion. I will listen to this. Playlist after all this right. podcast. All right, we're coming in on an hour, so we'll do one last question. Yeah, it's our tenth. It's our tenth, it's our tenth anniversary. We, we can do an hour. We, we're allowed to go for an hour for this one. Exactly. I think we've gone over an hour for the past four or five. No, no, no. We we actually uh, we actually did not torment Keith as much in the last couple episodes. Did we? Let me check. No, no, Let me not. check us out on Wax Our Fool on Spotify and Spotify, Apple, Apple Podcasts. Apple, are we on Apple Podcasts here? Yeah? I think we. Are. Oh, I think we are because um because Jason was saying we weren't on it and then we became on it and he downloaded all of them so I think we are. Let me check. You know what? You know what? Okay, so we're not. We're we're not. But whatever. Last ones was one hour and one minute. How do you know we're not? I I just looked. I was like, okay, so so we're not average under an hour or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the average. Uh, I thought you were talking about on Apple Podcasts. No, no, we're not on the average an hour. We hit under an hour four out of nine times. Great work. Anyways, ask the question. Am I asking the question? I think I am. Yeah, it's your turn. All right. Alex from Sydney asks, rank pizza styles. Oh, oh my God. So I want to ask you first, do you care about, as as someone who's not from America, does the idea of pizza styles being different even register? Like when someone says rank pizza styles, do you go like, huh? All I know is about pizza styles is Chicago has deep dish pizzas. And that's it. But you but you know that because of like Twitter, like Americans fucking like No, not because of Twitter. I think it's I think it's from Lupe. Like Lupe is from Chicago. Probably made yeah. reference to Deep Dish Pizza. Mm-hmm. He has a few songs that are like um food inspired, I guess. Yeah. Alright. All right. So yeah, All right. tell me about it. Tell me, teach me. Well, you know, like I feel like ads asked this not sorry, not ads, Alex, the other the other Aussie from Sydney asked that's the question because he expects me to have this kind of like very very uh snobby point of view and honestly i don't honestly i don't like i'm from new york so i like the new york style pizza because it's what i've had the most and it's what i'm most familiar with but i don't really have any strong opinion on pizza i think you know chicago style is fine i think the traditional you know italian thin crust pizza is fine i think detroit style is fine it's it's all and i think the not even what, what do you call it? Is this his own style? The American fast food style, like the Papa John style? It's fine. It's, <laughs> it's just fucking flatbread with cheese and tomato sauce. Like, like people, people have to stop being so fucking finicky about it. I don't know. For 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 someone who's an elitist about so many things, this is the one thing where I'm gonna say, yeah, it's just, you don't you don't have to be that way. You don't have to be that way. Save your elitism for esports and anime. Pizza, pizzas for everyone. Pizza, America's dish for everyone. Pizza's not American, is it? But it is yeah. now. Hey, America made it. America made it global. Italians, Italians invented it. Americans made it global. You're welcome, Italians. <laughs> Once again, thank you, Italians. But... Okay, so let's wrap up, guys. Let's... So we, we we've been joking about sponsorship for for a long time now, but finally we have an actual. <laughs> We have an actual, not sponsorship, but we have a way. We have, we have a way for people to support us. People who appreciate our content, they can support us now. Who was who, was it? Fanatic who did the um, you mm-hmm. can buy into. You can buy into Fanatic. Was that Fanatic? Yes, did that? they they did a thing where you can buy into. You can buy into us. We will never go public, probably, and you will get nothing in return. But you can buy into us. How can we? How can they buy into us, Wax? Uh, that's a, okay. So, so that, that's, that's not a, 
So that, that's actually not a thing, by the way. <laughs> what? What? Uh, what? I, 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 <laughs> what are we? What can they do then? How can we sell them on this? All right, all right. You guys, you explain this. I thought I was explaining this very well. All right, wait one second. I pick up our Patreon. <laughs> okay, there we go. We're right. on Patreon, by the way. If you didn't realize. Yes. So, so now, if you want to, if you want to support us, the corporations have ignored our calls, as as usual. Heartless corporations, always behind the times. They don't know what's good for them. They can't read the pulse of the nation. But if you, the listener, know that this podcast is the future of podcasting, you can support us directly by on Patreon, patreon.com backslash the jujus or just slash whatever. It's patreon.com the jujus. You know what it is? Subscribe for $5 a month and we will give you, you know what? We don't actually have any plans yet, but we'll, we'll give you things, okay? You know what? I will personally thank you. I'll send you an audio clip of me thanking you. Yeah. We yeah, will we'll give, promise that. Yes. And you can take that audio clip out to dinner and buy out to dinner in a movie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, guys, please, you know, if, if you've supported us thus far by listening, go a step further and, ah, man. I feel like we're just begging. But hey, but I just I just want to make a comment that your tone of voice completely changed while you were reading out the Patreon thing. You were so sincere. It was like you know on those um after a tra- after a tragic uh, natural disaster and they're on TV and they're reading out. They're like, please help. I don't want to say a country, but help these people rebuild their society. Bro, we're making a podcast. I don't think you need to get that deep. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what? You no, know, I, I was trying to be serious for a second, and then I realized what I was doing, and I was like, "This, this is so fucking dumb." But we do have a, we do have a Patreon, and we have to advertise it, so we gotta say, "Hey, guys, give us give us some fucking money." Yeah, I like that approach better. If you want to give us some fucking money, give us some fucking money on Patreon.com, hopefully slash the Juju. Hey, exactly. if you can if you can afford to subscribe to Ads's Twitch channel, which is yeah, I have four subscribers now. Twitch.tv slash AdsMoPro. Yep. Subscribe, please. Actually, don't do that. Subscribe to the Jujus first and then subscribe to me. Wait, who takes over? I'm a team player. Wait, wait. Who takes over your cut? Who takes over your cut? Who takes over what cut? Like, like Twitch takes a cut of the subs and so does Patreon, but who takes a bigger cut? I don't know. I've never done any Patreon. I know Twitch takes $2.50. All right. Google it. $5. Google it. Find out who takes a bigger cut and give it to the site that takes a lesser cut so we get more of the money yes exactly all right ads pl- plug your stuff plugging my stuff twitch.tv slash ads mofro i've been streaming somewhat sometimes i stream league mainly so up to uh, that and, and, so up to that ends up to the patreon that's what you should do so patreon to- first yes. yes yes and uh you can follow me on twitter at for more japanese music recommendations at ongaku osusume and yeah that's pretty much where i'm at all right, and you can, you? Follow, uh, you can follow me at Saint Snorlax on Twitter, and maybe if I think this podcast doesn't suck, I'll actually promote it on my Twitter. Woo! We made it to ten, so he has to. He promised, I think, maybe. Ten, ten, ten. All right, all right. Thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll be back next week with a special guest. Thank you. Bye.